0: What's up, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of Hindsightless, the occasional podcast where I talk about role playing games, life, or whatever else might be running around inside of my head, but mostly role playing games. I promise.
1: Hey, Joe, it's Jill's from Jill's from NZ, and I'm ringing you to tell you that you're wrong. Um, basically, I mean, I could say other stuff about your podcast, but I'm not here to talk about your podcast. I'm here to talk about what you said on somebody else's podcast, you may have noticed um, if you listen to as many podcasts as I think you do, that I've been powering through people's back catalogs and I've been popping up in voice messages probably soon, I hope. I hope people will like my voice messages. Maybe they'll never play them and you'll never hear them and then this will be a weird message. Anyway, um, you're wrong. I don't think the Red Dice Diaries theme music is the best. I think the Spike Pit music is the best. You know, like the, I fell into a spug pit. I fell into a spug Yeah, that one. It's the best. It's the best of all of them. Hands down. And I will fight you on it.
2: Joe, Andy Goodman from Expedition to the Barrier Peaks here. I can't imagine you know this, or I'm sure you would have made something of it. But did you know that Tuppence is also medieval English slang for a lady's private parts <laughs> Now who said that I'm not bringing light where there is darkness
0: At the top of the episode there we had the phenomenal Jules Berger, sir, and the uncanny Andy Goodman calling in with some corrections and some information uh Jules (laughs) that's Jules from Jules from NZ check it out it's a great show full of fantastic information about New Zealand um I don't know I don't know Spike Pitt's theme song is amazing it is absolutely amazing but there's just something about that Red Dice Diaries that just gets me I I love it um But yes, please don't fight me. I do not want to get beat up. (laughs) And Andy, Andy, thank you for that tidbit of information, man, that made my day. I wish somebody had told Ian Mortimer, the author of Time Traveler's Guide to Medieval England, because he uses Tuppence all throughout that book. And now that book just makes me laugh super hard. (laughs) So if anyone anyone ever tells you you're not bringing light to the darkness you let me know dude and i will have a conversation with them and straighten them right out anyway folks it's been a hot minute since i put out an episode it was my birthday last week and then my birthday party a few days later and it was amazing it was so much fun the day after my birthday party not so much fun (laughs) But yeah, so let's get into some call ins. I have some a few call ins talking about different games I might be interested in. I have I have a new fake Joe Richter with a call in. So you folks will have to let me know, is he as good as Barney from Loco Ludos? Or or what? You folks let me know, I can't tell. And then I'm gonna close out the show with a few phenomenal call-ins from Shandy Andy, from Unguarded Treasures. Uh, He's got a few things to say about my episode on min-maxing, and he doesn't agree with me, and that makes me so happy. That makes me so, so, so happy. I also got uh, a late belated birthday message from Liren. Liren, thank you so much for that, that was awesome. I super appreciate it. And I also didn't know that Liren's birthday is the day before mine. So that's super dope. You rock Liren Aquarians rule. It is the dawning of the age of Aquarius. So let's get into some call-ins and I will see you on the other side.
2: Hey, you. Yes, you. Are you still looking for that perfect game? You know the one that's got just enough of what you need and so little BS you can fit the whole thing on two sides of one sheet of paper. Man, you don't like spell lists? We don't need no spell lists where we're going. You just make that shit up on the fly and yes, it will fly with Osseus, the game for all occasions. Happy birthday, Joe.
3: Hey, Josh Beckleheimer here. So I don't know if you know about the game system, Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells. It's built upon the Black Hack, but it has, you know, just four attributes and it's still a roll-under system. But they do some unique things with it. But you may still feel the same way as you do with the Black Hack as will it last for a long campaign. But it is something, you know, it's easy to do. You know, it's assumed that all the hum that the spe the only species are humans, but again it has that whole background feature. It's just something um, you know, four classes. I think it's actually I think it's three classes. And the spells in that system are based on power levels. So you can have a, a spell, but you may like, you know what, I'm gonna cast this spell as power level four. It just increases the value, you know, the duration, the damage, the speed, or whatever it is.
2: Hey, Joe, it's Mike Jordan with Dungeon Master's Handbook. I was just listening to your episode on finding the perfect game system. And my friend, you already have the perfect game system. It's in your head. You already know what you want from a game. You already know what makes you excited and what you hate to do. Now it's just a matter of plugging in the pieces like a jigsaw puzzle. And I assure you, this is going to make you even more OSR than your friends. Because One of the time-honored traditions of OSR referees is to steal what you can, plug it into your game, and it ends up becoming this Frankenstein monster that is totally yours. It's a game that you totally will love, and it's one that hits all the right buttons for you. Trust me, I've been there, I've done it with AD&D, and pretty soon
1: you'll be an OSR guy like me. All right, take care.
0: that was spencer aka free thrall from keep off the borderlands the best name podcast out there calling in with a little little self-made commercial for his amazing little game osseous uh you should hunt it down it is a fantastic like he said it's just a two-page game the whole game is set on two pages Uh, i do however like spell lists i don't want my players just to be able to come up with any spell they want whenever. I. But that said, I don't want to have to make up all the spells that are in the game. But if you're just looking for a fun game to pick up and just play, check out osseous It rules. Uh, it's really, really cool. He made it for uh, Anchorite's Appreciate Arneson month a few months back. And it's just, it's it's awesome. Uh, Josh from JB Publishing. No, I have not checked out Sinister Spells and or Sharp Swords and Sinister Spells. Um, But I will. I absolutely will. Thank you for the heads up. I am always on the lookout for new fun games and I'll definitely uh, see what their PDF situation is like. I have checked out a little bit of Swords and Wizardry um, and that looks pretty good, but I, I still think I'm leaning towards Romance of the Perilous Lands with a couple of additions. And Michael, man, you are absolutely right. Like the game is inside of my head. I I, I know what I'm looking for. I, I I just want the skeleton. I don't love taking stuff out of games. Um, I I plan on it for uh, for my next campaign. I'm absolutely going to get rid of the way Romance of the Perilous Lands does their healing. I hate the whole every time you get an eight-hour rest, you get all your hit points back. I don't like it at all. I don't think it makes sense, and I don't think it's fun. I think it's soft. I don't enjoy it. So I'm absolutely going to get rid of that. I'm going to add in a few things. Um... I'm going to add in a different spell backfire table because the one that's already in there, it's a little lackluster, I think. I think it lacks a little flavor, a little oomph, a little pizzazz. But anyway, fellas, all three of you, thank you so much for calling in with your suggestions. I really appreciate it. Y'all had some really cool stuff to say. And okay, so now, now let's get into this new imposter, this new provocateur no he's not actually a provocateur he's amazing with voices he is the just well-known musical maestro the creator of the spike pit theme song that jules spoke so highly of at the beginning of the show it is one teenage (laughs) teenage I don't think he's a teen anymore. It is one Mr. TJ Drennan, a.k.a. Um, shit, I, I I had him and I lost him. Miasma something meltdown. Triple M, Triple M, Occult Orifice Outrage. I remember Triple O, but I forget the Triple M. Sorry, sorry, TJ. But okay, folks, you've heard what Barney has to do as far as doing an impersonation of me so let's hear what tj sounds like hey joe it's the other fake joe here uh i don't know if you know i existed but uh dude i've been calling in to d percent out dave for a couple of weeks now with this fake joe and he just refuses to post him man so it's crazy uh like uh I guess it's, you know, fuck, dude, I understand. I probably cussed a little too cunting much for him. And I get it, I get it. He's superfluous cussing. He doesn't do so well in his family-friendly program, man. But it's cool that there's more of us out there. And if you ever need to identify which of the fake Joes I am, man, I'll be the one that's always being an asshole and driving while I'm messing around with my fucking phone. So I'll talk to you later, man. Long-time listener, no-time caller, whatever. Like, I love what you're doing. I'll talk to you later, man. That was all right TJ that was pretty good so folks you can go back to my last episode anchorite sing there's a message from Barney where he's impersonating me and you can judge for yourself I do have to say that TJ made one fatal error if I was if someone was in the situation where it was me and him and that person had a gun and he didn't know which one of us to shoot there was one fatal flaw that he made that if you were paying attention, you would know right away which one was the fake me. So if you know what that was, let me know. Also let me know who does it better. Who wears it best? <laughs> who wears me best? <laughs> anyway, all right. Now on to the main attraction. Shani Annie has some thoughts on my episode about min-maxing and my definition of min-maxing and about how min-maxing is old school. He's, you know, He's a super smart dude with some very thoughtful stuff to say. So let's check that out.
2: Hey up Joe, Shandy Andy here. I think we're going to have a robust discussion about this, but I don't see optimization and min-maxing being the same thing. Now, maybe we're getting a bit confused on labels here and they mean different things to different people. Entirely possible. But optimising is what you're doing with the armour and it doesn't involve any minimising of anything unless it's the amount of gold that you've got to start with I guess. Min-maxing to me is when you're maximising one thing and r- ramping down the other minimising it to compensate. So to my mind there's a, there's a definite difference there. Um, feel free to uh, blow me out the water and say you disagree but that's just my take on it. But where we will agree is, uh, I agree, min-maxing has been around uh, forever. You're absolutely right on that. However, what I would say is the opportunity for it is far greater in more modern role-playing systems, particularly I'm thinking of Pathfinder and 5th uh, Ed D&D, whereas there is not very much scope in BX or something like that. Yes, you can still do it. You can't uh, when you're rolling up attributes. If you're doing three d6 down the line, there is more of a, a chance of you doing it if you're going to be swapping attributes and things like that. But generally, that wasn't allowed in earlier editions. Uh, and once you've uh, you know introduced the con- the concept of point by, then that's the uh, you know the min maxers' wet dream. There, it's uh, not something I like. I much prefer to roll my stats and stuff like that. But that's just a personal preference.
0: Andy, I would never want to blow you out of the water, man. But I do think we disagree. To me, optimization and min-maxing is the same thing. If you're optimizing one thing, you are almost inherently minimizing another thing. So take the armor example. Uh, If you are wearing heavy armor, you are minimizing your... Depending on what game and what system you're playing. But in general, you're minimizing your ability... You're maximizing your armor... Uh, but you are minimizing your ability to cast spells, to move silently, to move quickly. So you are bolstering your defenses at the cost of some other, some other facets of play that you might be involved in. It's the same with class choice. You know, if you by picking a fighter, you're maximizing your martial prowess but minimizing your magical aptitude. So that, to me, that's, they're one in the same thing. And I don't know, like, I think even your, your example of Pathfinder providing more opportunities for min-maxing, I don't, by your definition, I don't think it provides more, defi- more opportunity for min-maxing. I think it provides more opportunities for optimization. There are still the same number of stats Available for min-maxing but the amount of feats lets you optimize which to me is the same thing but like what you said it, it's a different thing to you so I just want you to look at it from that perspective um, it gives you all the feats and everything gives you the ability to optimize your character but with a cost So, yeah, like I said, I don't think, um, I I, I think min-maxing and optimization are the same thing. Um, But I loved your call in. I really appreciate you taking the time. It was fantastic to hear somebody with a different perspective. And I really, really appreciate it, dude. So thank you so much, man. And if you want to talk about this more, I am happy to. I love talking about this stuff. It is super fun. And yeah, dude, just keep on putting out shows. Keep on hopping on to, uh, you know, one shots. I love <laughs> I love hearing you out there, man. I just heard you on uh, Dave's latest uh, on his little actual play experiment that he just put out. So keep it up, Andy. I appreciate it. And I will talk to you soon. All right, folks, let me uh, let me close out of here. And yeah, let's do that. Well, that's enough for me, folks. Uh, But before I go, I mentioned briefly at the top of the show a book called The Time Traveler's Guide to Medieval England by Ian Mortimer. I just finished reading it. It's an amazing book full of inspiration and information about life in medieval times, specifically in medieval England, and it I I personally look at it now as an invaluable resource to gaming. Like my knowledge of the medieval times I had a little bit, you know, what you learn in school and all that and, you know, seeing some documentaries and stuff. But this is just a super well-rounded, well-researched, super well-written book on just life back then. And it was weird, Uh, but it was also the same. It's, It's crazy to think about the fact that. People are doing the same stuff now that they were doing 600 years ago, like even longer ago than that. We are a weird species. We are into weird stuff. We like to make our lives as difficult as possible while also trying to make them as easy as possible. So I highly recommend Time Traveler's Guide to Medieval England. If you are thinking about running a game set in that era, in that kind of generic, typical medieval fantasy setting check it out it's it's amazing i loved it so that's that's a little recommendation for me um it's awesome anyway y'all i will speak to you next time and until that time happens peace out A couple more things. One, I just forgot to thank everyone one last time for your call-ins. Thank you all so very much. I really appreciate it. This show wouldn't have been a show without you folks, so thank you. I also want to put out a call. If you haven't yet, please call in and leave a message on Anchor to Goblin's Henchman. He is looking for one-minute-long descriptions of dungeon rooms to put together an audio dungeon, which... Personally, I find a fantastic idea as someone with a visual disability. And just beyond that, I think it is an amazing idea and just so cool. I really hope you folks do it if you haven't done it already. He was also taking submissions for Dungeon Haikus. <laughs> I called in with three. Uh, just off the top of my head first thing in the morning. Uh, but seriously, call in. It's goblins dot anchor.fm, slash, goblins henchman. Leave them a message. It would mean the world to me. And it's just a brilliant idea. So thank you so much. Thank you for calling in, everybody. Peace out.